All right, so we have been going through some, uh, basically, I guess it sort of started with more police procedural type stuff, and then we moved into spy shows, because I didn't really realize it was such a such a thing in the mid to late 60s that it was, you know, the, the big spy movement thing, but I guess it stands to reason with James Bond. I guess maybe I didn't realize because James Bond is only is the only one of those things that really stayed and didn't fade away. So we do still have some more spy type shows to get to, but we got a little side thing to check out because a commenter, Ziggy D1023, mentioned that we should check out the Wild Wild West. And I looked into it a little bit and I was like, what the heck even is this show? It sounded it sounded very interesting because it's it's weird. And basically it seems like the gist of it is, you know, we obviously did a lot of westerns on this podcast. There was obviously the big the big run of westerns where everything was a western. And then at this point, it's the big run of spy shows. So this is like a weird combination where they wanted to take a western and turn it into somewhat of a spy show. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I mean, sign me up. I'm in. I want to see what that show's like. So are you at all, had you ever been aware of the Wild Wild West? It uh, doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Although I, now that we we're talking about it, it does make sense because the 60s was the height of the Cold War. So there you had the spy stuff. And you also had a lot of those Westerns that were really big name shows in the 60s, like Bonanza, Maverick, oh, any other, there were any, Paladin, there were any other numbers of them. So if the Westerns are kind of on the way out, the spy shows are becoming a big deal. Yeah, somebody said, hey, let's transition over. Let's let's put two together and see what happens. <laughs> kind, of, kind of makes sense, but I don't remember that name at all. Yeah, it is really cool, too, because like right now, I mean, we've been in the midst of uh, a big superhero revival for about 15 years now, but it's very much going away right now. But I think we're just in a different world now with the Internet and with a million channels and stuff. Like nothing else is coming to take the place of superheroes. The superhero stuff is just dissolving. It's just fading away. Whereas back then it was like, yeah, it was like a battle. It's like these spy shows are kicking the crap out of the Western shows. And it's like a distinct changing of the guard. So it's, 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 it is neat just when there were fewer channels and fewer TV shows and fewer networks. You could see these trends much more clearly than you can now. So that's kind of cool. And of course, the only thing I think of with Wild Wild West is Will Smith had this run in the 90s of a bunch of successful movies. And then right in 1999, he had his first flop and it was called Wild Wild West. And it turns out that is roughly based on this show. But even though the 99 movie didn't turn out, this show apparently was a, a big success. So so let's just put the Will Smith one out of our minds. That's not relevant. That was just a failed reboot and go into this one. So yeah, I'll give you the rundown of this show. The Wild Wild West is an American Western espionage and science fiction television series. So as soon as I read that, I was like, I got to watch this show. What the heck? It ran on CBS for four seasons from 1965 to 1969 uh, they made television films in 1979 and 1980, and then the theatrical film in 1999. Developed at a time when the television western was losing ground to the spy genre, the show was conceived as James Bond on horseback. It's set during the administration of President Ulysses S. Grant, 1869 to 1877, 
The series follows Secret Service agents James West and Artemis Gordon as they foiled the plans of megalomaniacal villains, protected the president, and solved crimes. The show featured a number of fantasy elements, such as the technologically advanced devices used by the agents and their adversaries. So yeah, that's obviously, uh, you know, like, what's his name? Q in the James Bond movies? Oh, M. But yeah, you know that they, yeah, make these little devices. Here's the cufflinks or here's the pen that shoots the poison dart or whatever. So they worked that into this. And now that I think about it, um, Will Smith's Wild Wild West did have like a giant mechanical spider in it and stuff like that. But it is a cool idea. And uh, there's this genre now called steampunk that's pretty popular. That's basically, it's basically this. It's called steampunk because it's robots and futuristic technology, but based in the Victorian era. Like what if in the Victorian era, they'd taken all their tubes and pneumatics and learned how to make robots. And this show was considered one of the pioneering influences of that whole genre. So that's pretty cool. But then this was the uh, sad fate of this show because it was really popular and the ratings were good. But as a result of the April 1968 assassination of Martin Luther King and then the June 1968 assassination of Robert F. Kennedy, President Johnson created the National Commission on the Causes and Prevention of Violence. And one of the questions it tackled was if violence on television, including graphic news coverage of the Vietnam War, was a contributing factor to violence in American society. So basically, it's not that the government was pinpointing direct shows, but in general, they were starting to put the pressure on networks. So despite high ratings, the Wild Wild West was canceled near the end of its fourth season as a concession to Congress over television violence. So, uh, yeah, just... interesting. I didn't also realize, because I wasn't born until 10 years later, both those assassinations happened in the same year? Jesus Christ, what a oh, bad yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, within just a couple of months of each other. Like one, I think, was in March, end of March, early April, and then uh, the Kennedy assassination was in June. I remember those both well. Yeah, and I mean, that as well as, yeah, some of that horrifying Vietnam footage, I can understand why you know, they were starting to get, because even in my generation, you know, the the media was upset about Mortal Kombat. Now you could pull someone's head off in a video game and stuff. But but honestly, the video game stuff was just silly. This was like actual horrifying stuff that they were showing on TV. I can see why they were a little upset well, about it. The other thing is the, the Vietnam footage uh, was the American government did not want that published, given to the public to see because uh, they were involved in the Vietnam War and they were, there was a big political issue as to whether they should even be there or not. They're, they were sending their troops over there and they were being massacred. And uh, yeah, that was a whole political thing of keep the public in the dark. And yet here were these journalists going over there and filming that footage and putting it on TV. Like in the States, a whole lot of that stuff was censored. And so Americans were watching Canadian TV because there it all was. We had no interest in Vietnam. So, hey, show it. Yeah. And I always did hear that, uh, you know, nowadays we're extremely familiar with World War II, for example. But but, yeah, there was a surprising lack of actual information back then. There certainly wasn't like with Vietnam, like where it's just here it is. Here it is. All is on TV. And it's I mean, it's a bigger topic than we'd be able to cover. But it is interesting to see this type of thing coming up in the late 60s, because to this day, I mean, I think that's kind of what America is famous for. 
is this bizarre puritanicalness about nudity. You can't have nudity and you can't have sex on TV or wherever, but man, can you have violence and you can just go into a pawn shop and buy a gun and like, it's wild how much they don't care about violence, (laughs) but how much they do care about other stuff. But the violence, that whole violence issue on TV, it was a much deeper thing. It was not just black and white violence on TV. We shouldn't have that. It was, uh, yeah, that whole Vietnam thing of, uh, let's not publicize that stuff. It was just too graphic. It was too controversial when you had people who suddenly were questioning, uh, should we be, should we be over there? And uh, should we be sending our young men over there to fight in a war that's not our war? Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. All of these topics are probably outside of the scope of Wild Wild West. <laughs> but it's hard not to not to see. I don't know. It's interesting to see. I mean, I guess that comes up many times when we watch these old shows. But, you know, here we are 40, 50, however many years later. And uh it's not like anything particularly changed, <laughs> but I don't know. But I guess they were, I don't know. And that's like, I wonder too, like does stuff like that. Cause I know in, in my lifetime with the stuff like Mortal Kombat, it was so just pointless or, or like uh, putting it parental advisory stickers on albums. Cause rap songs have swear words. And it's just like, what do you actually think you're changing? So, I mean, like, if you take the example of Wild Wild West, I don't think the uh, National Commission for the Causes and Prevention of Violence, they certainly didn't stop anybody from learning about Vietnam. They certainly didn't stop anyone from experiencing the horrors of these assassinations. Apparently, all they did was get a TV show people, like, canceled, you know? (laughs) Like, it's these, like, well-meaning things that just are totally off the mark and don't help at all. But, yeah, again, whatever, bigger topic. We're just here to watch a dumb old TV show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so along those lines, I got the first episode, season one, episode one. It's called The Night of the Inferno, and it aired September 17th, show lots of uh lots of action in it lots of live scenery um beautiful uh background sets yeah i could see it being a popular show overly violent um no not really even for the day i wouldn't say that that would have been overly violent yeah there was uh the one guy the second in command guy it's funny because the whole thing really does feel very uh I don't know, cartoony is not the right word, but, you know, we were saying as we watched it, you don't get the feeling that it's the 1870s. Like you were saying, it's it's clearly the 60s, you know, with the style of the, like the woman's hair and the clothes she's wearing and her gowns and stuff. So it does have more of that feeling of like, this is just supposed to be a fun version of the Old West, not an accurate one. But that second in command guy, he was extremely menacing. He was the one guy who I feel like he kicked it up a notch. He really seemed like, like, whoa, he's going to kill them. <laughs> you know, I was surprised how, how harsh that guy was because everyone else was fairly lighthearted. 
You mean the Mexican general? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that was the one corpse in the show too. It's like, you know, so that one part was, uh, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty harsh. But yeah, besides that, it was pretty, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. You know, it's a TV show. <laughs> it's definitely like a, a fun TV show, rubbery or something like. And very, very black and white. You're either good or you're bad. They got into a little bit about um, the Mexican Revolution and those people who, those Mexicans, were fighting for Mexican freedom. And they just touched on that just a tiny little bit. But even so, those guys were evil. It was just good versus evil. There was no recognition of the fact that those Mexicans, that was their fight for independence. So when you look at it from that angle, it's entirely different. And they are not as evil as they were portrayed. But the show just uh, swarthy. And even though he had power, the only thing that stood out on him, he had beautiful teeth. <laughs> but other than that, he was just evil and you had to get rid of him. And even even the uh, wing fat who uh, when he was exposed at the end as Juan Manolo, same thing. He mentions at the end that, you know, this is this is this is Mexican freedom, independence that we're fighting for. But that is very quickly passed over because he's dying and you got to get rid of him because he's just evil. Yeah, not only that, uh, like directly, the moment after he died, they cut to the next scene of them literally toasting, like, um, job well done, mission complete. <laughs> like, he has zero sympathy for that guy, that's for sure. <laughs> but it does have uh, the feeling of, you can tell that they've made a lot of Westerns up to this point, and they've got, they got it down. Because, yeah, it's like a really, really good sets, really high quality show. I think, like, the two halves of it for me were... All of the James Bond type stuff was super cool when they were showing all of the hidden guns and uh, billiard balls that can explode and all these different gadgets. And every time he had to use a, a smoke bomb that was a, a billiard ball or whatever, all that stuff was cool. It was just that the overall plot was so by the books and you could feel so heavily that it's one week and it's never going to matter again after this, which is just how every show was back then. But it's it's hard to focus on. So... Like, I mean, you need to have a plot. You can't just have gadgets for no reason. But I definitely felt, at least in this episode, the plot was only there as an excuse for us to go use cool gadgets. But the cool gadgets were really cool. <laughs> yeah, they were. Especially that, that that train car that he rented, lived in, whatever. He had all these hidden hidden closets with all these fancy clothes in them and then he behind the his birds he pulled down the ammunition section uh, i mean you'd never find that stuff if you went into that room and you were just looking around you would just see a normal railway car yet uh, here were all these hidden little passages hallways uh closets yeah and i guess that's where it's uh it definitely yeah it doesn't really matter that it's not an accurate representation or that it's a 1960s version of 1870 because because yeah it obviously isn't real it is it, it is like that early steampunk you know with all the cool gadgets and stuff so yeah it would actually be weirder now that i think about it if they tried to make it really accurate plus have james bond gadgets like what would be the point of that that'd be it's already you know not accurate so just go with that but as i said and when the show first started oftentimes when i'm watching those old black and white western tv shows I'm amazed at the 
effort that is put into the set itself. A lot of those scenes, they could have just done a room up and thrown a few fancy chairs in, but they they go really overboard. They've got the uh, gas lights with fancy designs. They've got uh, chairs that are, you know, overstuffed chairs with beautiful wood carvings done in them. Um, and maybe all that stuff was already available on the sets in California, and they just hauled it in and set them up. But the detail is of that stuff is ex- is extreme, and it, it's fascinating to look at. Yeah, and the black and whiteness, too, really does kind of help because those black and white shows that were shot on film, I mean, they could have made it yesterday. It still looks perfect, whereas the color shows, you can tell what era of color it is. <laughs> you know, they actually age much more in a weird way than the black and white shows. So, yeah, it was very gorgeous looking. Man, though, it sure was on the nose. I didn't think about it. Well, I think in the article I read, I think they said his name was Jim West. But in the show, they called him James. And he even said it that way. James. James West. So I did a quick little search real quick. And the guy who uh, created this show, who was the producer at the start, he was one of the co... I don't know quite what this means, but he was a co-rights holder of the first James Bond book. He was somehow, like, he obviously didn't write it. Ian Fleming wrote it, but he was somehow involved in ownership of James Bond. So it's not subtle. You know, it's really obvious that this guy is like, hey, man, James Bond is really cool. Let's make James Bond in the Wild West. And hell, let's just call him James West. <laughs> you yes. know? And, and let him introduce himself as West. James West. Yeah, I mean, we got to make sure everybody oh definitely knows what this is. This is James <laughs> Bond in the Wild West. <laughs> and he's extremely handsome. He's very similar, actually, to Sean Connery, who was the first James Bond. And he, his introduction to us is, uh, yes, he supposedly is, he's portraying a guy that was roughed up, but He's not just uh, got his shirt torn open. He doesn't have any shirt on at all. And he's got that, you know, beautiful chest hair. And he's oh, he's so sexy. He's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I, and as I said at the beginning, I can see women looking at him and saying, oh, my God, look at that guy. He's just so gorgeous. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because last week we were uh, kind of making fun of Street Hawk a little bit for doing that exact thing for all the unnecessary shirtlessness. So this had a lot less than that. It was really just one scene at the start. And after that, he had his, his fancy suit and he pretty much stuck with the fancy suit. But it's just funny to see that, yeah, they still knew where their bread was buttered in the 20 years earlier than Street Hawk. <laughs> you know, if anything, nowadays, I feel like it's less common. Like either you get shows like Game of Thrones on HBO where their whole claim to fame is that they can show full-on nudity. Or if not, if, like, if you don't go down that route, we're actually quite chaste these days. <laughs> like It's like not really politically correct to just have greased up, barrel-chested, you know, rippling-abbed men all over TV anymore. <laughs> the things we've lost. But it was a good show. I can see why it was why it was popular because it was trying to to cross that line between. I you said at the beginning in your writing sci-fi. I didn't really see any sci-fi in that, but definitely um, the spy thing, um, the 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 hidden mechanics of all these machines or little pieces of equipment that you can use that nobody would ever suspect that you have, and the West. Um, it, it, it did okay at, at crossing all those venues. 
And it could be the sci-fi thing also. Maybe that developed more later on since there was like 100 episodes because apparently that happened with the Avengers. Like the Avengers was much more um, espionage at first and then got more and more wild as it went on. So maybe that's the case here too. And as you say, uh, the sci-fi thing may have come later because you have to think this was 1965. This was pre-Star Trek. And when Star Trek, uh, hit the scenes in, what, 68, I think it was. Then the whole thing seemed to move towards that uh, science fiction type stuff. But in the early 60s, mid-60s, yeah, you would have been very much into the spy Western vein. Yeah, I could see that sci-fi thing coming in much later as as, uh, as Star Trek kind of just swamped everything. And then there was a complete changeover of watching a whole lot of scientific type shows. We're also in that time frame. We've mentioned this before about the Wild West. We think of it now, we look back and say, oh, it was just so isolated and old school and they didn't have anything. And it was so like basic caravans, horses going across the desert to the West Coast, whatever. But that whole era was like 30 years. And in 30 years, they went from a pretty basic lifestyle to all this stuff. We had electricity, we had telegraphs coming in, you had people moving from the East Coast, which was very civilized, which was, you know, they were putting up brick, not skyscrapers, but pretty tall buildings at that time on the East Coast, traveling across a barren desert to the West Coast, which also had the same thing. The uh, amount of invention and and just movement of cultures in that 30-year span was incredible. So that from like 1860, let's say, to 1900, it was a completely different world. Yeah, that is interesting to think of it as the uh, undeveloped, you know, wild rundown part of the world. Because really, when you put it that way, I wonder if there's, I mean, what other period in human history did things change that much in 30 years? Like it literally might be in some ways the most technologically advanced time that there ever was. Probably the only other time would have been like from like the 1950s to, but with with the introduction of television. Um, And then you now have all the electronic advances that we have made in the, let's say the 50 years from let's say 18 or 1950 to the year 2000. Uh, there, there were incredible electronic advances in that time period. But that Wild West period, you kind of think of it as a long, long, long time that all that stuff happened. But it didn't. It was like 25, 30 years. It's amazing what happened in that little time frame. Yeah, I do think you could argue like the current route that we're on with, uh, with the Internet and smartphones and everything probably technology did advance more in a literal sense, but, but it's not as visible. Like if you walk down the street in 1950 and you walk down the street now, it's still just a street, you know, it sort of looks the same where the wild West didn't even look the same, (laughs) you know, it's just like different. Well, overall I give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Well, it's one of those weird, weird things where I actually, one thing I was thinking of, I guess, because of the Western stuff, watching it, my mind did drift a bit to like uh, Bonanza. And I was thinking like, you know, the characters in Bonanza really felt like real people. And it kind of made me think like, I should watch some more Bonanza. I wonder what those lads are up to. Whereas this show, I don't really feel compelled to watch more because they don't feel like real people. 
Yeah, it would actually be cool to like make a book or something, go through every episode and make a little book that chronicles all of his gadgets. Like that's the kind of thing if I had that as a kid, like a little, you know, like not a big book, but like a little mini book of all his little gadgets. I mean, I would I would read that a million times. <laughs> you know, that would be cool as heck. That would be kind of neat to yeah, just see what all his gadgets were and go through. I would prefer that, I guess, than than the plots. I just want to see the gadgets. <laughs> that would be awesome. And you said it ran for four years? Yeah, a little over 100 episodes. They probably were getting a little a little tight with uh, coming up with the gadgetry. And that is really the, the basis of that show is, is the, uh, the gadgets and how he hid them and how he was able to use them later on. Because when you're first introduced to them, you have no idea how he could possibly be put in a situation where he would use that stuff. So they probably, and plots, as we say, were not that in-depth. So uh, they were probably getting to the end of four years of having a hard time coming up with new stuff, new gadgets. Yeah, that's probably one reason why James Bond has such longevity is, uh, I mean, there's a lot of James Bond movies, but it's still a few years between each movie. So it really does help you digest it. Like TV is such a grind. Like, I do feel like it's a shame that they canceled it for no apparent reason. But four years is a good run, you know. Yeah, like, every show doesn't have to go forever. So at least it wasn't one of these cases where it just got, uh, like, immediately canceled or something. It had a nice, solid run. People clearly remember it. We got a comment telling us to watch it. And, uh, yeah, if anything, it's a little overshadowed by that weird movie now. <laughs> but, but, yeah, if I guess for anyone who didn't know, there was a show that came before and uh, the show is clearly way cooler. <laughs>